Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Year Is with Red and Bobby. Welcome back to the Year Is podcast, the podcast where me, Bobby Mayer, and my co-host, Red Richardson, go back to a year in history and talk about the weirdest and most interesting things from that year. How was that? Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. Well done. Nice and quick. Uh, anyone who listened to our last episode, 1963, knew we were going to do an IQ test. Yeah, because Red called me stupid. I didn't. It was the other way around. But we did the IQ test um, on what was the website called, Bobby? The website was... Uh, testguide.com slash IQ slash free IQ test slash free IQ test dot HTML. A very reputable site. A very reputable site. Do you want to tell them the results? Well, the results astounded both of us <laughs> because... I wasn't surprised. And if you want to watch the a highlight reel of us taking the IQ test, go on our Instagram because we're going to post that. Yeah. On Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday after it comes out. So this is released Monday. It's coming out Wednesday. The results were astounding. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know if you know this, but there's a the, the person with the highest IQ in the world is at about 190. Yep. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it's a very impressive woman. But she she's now joint highest IQ in the world because that was my score. Yeah. On freeiq.com, which you paid eight ninety nine for for some reason. Um. Bobby, do you want to tell them your school? Well, here's the thing. Red finished early. He rushed. So he only tied the person in the world with the highest IQ. Yeah. I took my time a bit more, thought about what I was doing. My IQ is 200. He's, so Bobby's now the smartest person who's ever lived, and I'm the joint second. Yes. So for all the people on Twitter, we've had a few people saying we don't know what we're talking about with history. Uh no, you're wrong. We're geniuses. I also would like to say, Red, I called you stupid. Yep. Now, some people might think I should apologize. But what I, I meant to say was, compared to me, yes. someone with an IQ of 200, yeah. you are stupid. Well, there's only, yeah, me and that lady from China, uh, compared to you, are stupid. Compared to the rest of the world, we're geniuses. Yes. So there you go, guys. Uh, 190 and 200, a combined IQ of 390, which is probably more advanced than a computer that hasn't even been invented yet. I really have to say, <laughs> I'm surprised you did the math right there. I thought you were going to get it wrong. Well, like no. a combined IQ of 362. Just use the old dome, and uh, the answers came out very quickly. So that's a good result. We also did a poll um, in the 1986 episode about who looked older, uh, which Bobby Bobby brought on, as per usual. And he lost by a landslide, very comfortably lost. It was 55-45 in favour of Bobby looking older than me, which may explain why he's got 10% or 10 points more on his IQ, because he is older, uh, he looks older, and he is wiser. So I'm young uh, and hot and very smart, and Bobby's old and smart. Yeah? 
Yes. Okay, so, Bobby, what year are we going back to today with that big old brain of yours? Today. <laughs> the thing is, mm. with the IQ test. Yes. FreeIQ.com. <laughs> I'm really worried we're very stupid. I'm not sure it's the same test that the Chinese lady used. Like, I'm starting to doubt. Like, at first, when we started the episode, I was really confident, but I'm just sitting here thinking about it when you were talking. And I'm not sure if, in fact, we are the smartest people alive. No, I don't know. I, but I don't think that. Look, it, the stats are there, the website doesn't lie. You know, I, even though I got more than half the questions wrong, it still gave me the uh, the boost I needed. Yeah, I feel I needed. like if I don't believe that I'm the smartest person in the world, it's like being an anti-vaxxer. It's like I'm just ignoring the statistics and making up my own story. Yeah. Because when... I'm not believing the narrative I'm being told. But the narrative I'm being told is I'm a genius. Yes, which I think we should stick with. And I will never take another IQ test again. No, we are done. Forever now, my IQ is 190 from (laughs) freeiq.com. We're retiring. Wait, didn't you have an IQ story about Rosie? Yeah, Rosie, my wife told everyone my IQ was 175, which is higher than Einstein's. Um, (laughs) But she was 15 out, which which means she doesn't rate me as highly as she should. (laughs) How did did you manage to marry a woman that thinks you're smarter than Albert Einstein? (laughs) Look, you know, I do quite a lot of good stuff. I've got a lot of theories. Anyway, Bobby, so uh, this year it's 1760 we're going back to, aren't we? We are going back to 1760. Uh, we, the thing is, we chose 1760 because mm-hmm. we're like, that's when the Industrial Revolution started. Yeah. Yeah, but it, then we got into it. The Industrial Revolution, it's not like there was a day where they were in the town square and everyone was like, today the Industrial Revolution begins. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> everyone, move out of the farming areas and come to the city and put your children into the factories. Yeah. <laughs> no longer will they suffer in the fields. Now they will suffer in the factories, losing limbs in machines we're just figuring out as we go along. <laughs> Your wives, in between giving birth to 18 children, 12 of whom were stillborn, will also work in the factories. And don't worry, man, you will work alongside your wives, being paid small amounts of money yeah. to suffer. No, it didn't. It was, it was more, of a, more of a period of time. Yes. It, it wasn't instant. It's 1760 to when, like? No, it's, so there's arguments like, about the industrial revolution when it started so there's a sort of 30s to later on period and there's a second industrial revolution but but let's actually let's pause on that because we have a lot to say about the industrial revolution but it's quite in depth so let's start with something else and then we'll get back to the industrial revolution okay 1760 a year i knew very little about Mm -hmm. i'm going to start with kind of my favorite person from 1760 a belgian entertainer Mm -hmm. named joseph melvin gave the first demonstration of roller skates in a performance at carsley house in london but the stunt ended in disaster (laughs) (laughs) what could have gone wrong okay so what happened was uh this guy was an inventor and he invented roller skates and uh he had roller skates and a violin he got on the roller skates with the violin and started playing and then crashed into a mirror that in 1760 had a value of 500 pounds, which is like a million pound mirror, shattered it to pieces and wounded himself to almost death. 
And I've always hated roller skates. Yes, I have as well. That's like if the first guy that invented the airplane yeah. just flew it into a building and then <laughs> yeah. they were like, yeah, this is a great invention. Yeah, yeah. But he's not just flying, he's also going to play the fucking the cello <laughs> while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you're trying to use a new mode of transportation, you don't have to play the violin yeah, while yeah, doing yeah. it. <laughs> just, just test them out first. Yeah. So imagine he crashes. Yep. He falls to the ground. Covered in glass, blood, roller skates. (laughs) There's a crowd of people watching. And then he just has to get up and try to style it out. But he still has rollerblades on his feet. He's bleeding out. So the only way for him to get out of the room is to now rollerblade away. It's it's quite an embarrassing moment. The funny thing is, though, is you wouldn't even have to know what rollerblades were. And the first time you saw them and with him with a violin, you go, I can see where this one's going. Yeah. You know I mean? He's wearing shoes with wheels on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's such a comical thought though. <laughs> Behold, the amazing new invention. <laughs> he comes up, not the violin as well, and just goes crash into the, the Are, most expensive thing. I don't how would he how would because you think of like seventeen sixty references, there's no cars. So how yeah. do you pitch roller skates? You're just like, listen. Have you ever been in a wagon and thought, what if I was my own wagon? What if I was a man wagon? Well, now you can be with my new roller skates. Wheels on your shoes. You can you can tie a horse to yourself and pull you as your own wagon. So he invented other stuff, though. This guy was... The thing is, I think he was... A, it's, it's hard to tell when you read about him whether or not he was a genius inventor... <laughs> Or an insane man. So some of his other inventions were a self-propelled wheelchair. Yeah. Which sounds cool, but they don't really have those now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have like the electronic ones, but it wasn't that. So I don't know how it was like. What do you mean a self-propelled? With the hands? Yeah, that's what I'm not understanding. Yeah. So maybe that's what he means, self-propelled, which is impressive. Or he's like, it's a self-propelled wheelchair. You have to use your legs. And then in that case, it's just a chair, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah, yeah, that's just a a chair disabled people can't use. (laughs) Um, He invented a prosthetic for a person born with stumps only, which is a great thing to do. That's good, yeah. Better than fucking around with rollerblades. We don't know what the prosthetic is, though. It could just be a couple, like, firecrackers that you light on fire. And then you're like, look, it's the flaming arm man. (laughs) What else was that? Um, uh, whist cards for the blind. So like b- b- cards, so blind people can play That's cards. That's good. See, it's weird. He goes from great to terrible. So it's yeah. up and down. And then a pump for expelling foul air. That's exactly my point. Yeah. <laughs> so he helped, he helped people in wheelchairs, people born with stumps only, the blind, and people who can't stop farting. Or pranksters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like one day he's got this great thing. The next day it's like, yeah, here's an invisible whoopee cushion. <laughs> like, mate, we just stick to the good stuff. He also invented a communication system for summoning servants. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's amazing. Yeah. Why isn't there a film about his life? I don't know. I want to see it. <laughs> Jim Carrey plays Joseph him. Mervin. Yes, we have, we have to, we have to get that I just he's like, I'd like to help the disabled, but I'm sick of having to raise my voice when I need my servants to come help me. <laughs> yeah. So what, do you know what the system was? 
It didn't, no. No. <laughs> I, System for summoning servants. I, I assume... Fart it, machine. Yeah. No, I, and cards for the blind. <laughs> I assume maybe it's just a leash. He would have a servant on a leash. <laughs> yes. I've invented the leash. It's a lot like a rope, except you tie it around a person. <laughs> well, that's a mixed bag from Joseph Mervyn. Also, a mechanical chariot. With an early form of a dometer. Okay. So, like, like an odometer is like, like you know, the thing that tells you how fast you're going, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's impressive. It is. So he really would, yeah, he really gave you something great. And then you're like, what's your next idea? And then he was like, well, today I was thinking we just put a person in a boiling pot of water and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like someone today, and it's like, I'm working on a cure for all diseases, but I'm going to do that next year because... Uh, <laughs> what are you doing this year? I make you a spray that can make everyone sneeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it'll be hilarious. It's like, can you do the disease first? <laughs> yeah. No, no, this is my passion. The disease is where I'll do in retirement. If I live that long, I have cholera. Imagine being on the tube and everyone just starts sneezing. How funny that'll be. Well, Joseph Mervyn... Um, that's a movie, and we need to make it. Can you imagine being that guy's wife? Mm. You, what, what have you done today, sweetie? <laughs> well, you know how I keep farting. <laughs> yes, well, now I can move the fart to the outdoors. <laughs> oh, good, sweetie. And what else are you doing? Well, you know, uh, last year, um, how I invented that, 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 that spike, that giant spike that was in the living room and blinded our daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, well, now, because I've made some cards that she can play cards with. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I save Africa. Today I'm going to dox Ariana Grande. Yes. <laughs> this is the sort of level he's working Yeah, on. he really he swings in roundabouts with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like him. Like, I like that kind of a spirit in someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's sort of, it's, it's fun time because the fart machine's probably fun. When someone's boring him, he just goes, Plam! if that's what it is. No, it's not a fart machine. It's a machine that moves smells out of a room. It's the opposite of a fart oh, machine. Oh, that's actually good then. Yeah. Oh, I got the wrong... I thought you had, like, a horn where you just blow it in someone's face and it stank. No! Because <laughs> that would be good. Well, that's not what it is. Okay, well, that would have been a fun idea. That's actually really practical and good. So you go... Yeah. And then someone just goes... <laughs> Imagine if you're talking in a room and someone farts and someone else goes... Walks to the window and just looks at them. <laughs> but you could still use it because you store it. And if you don't like someone, you just go up to them and go, hey, buddy, please. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to. I I genuinely hate talking about farting. No, I don't like either. I find it disgusting. Well, that's because we're very high IQ So much that I will probably have this part edited out of the podcast. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I like I find it. I just don't want to talk about it. No, okay, We don't have to talk about it. Publicly. All right. I will say this. That lady, she had a heart attack because she was Farting. farted into a jar too yeah. much. I feel like she was his spiritual successor. How can you have a heart attack from farting too much? And what she was selling them, like, she'd make it like 30 grand a week. Yeah, she was killing it. Men are disgusting. You're assuming it's men? I'm definitely men. There's no one else's I didn't for that. get the demographics of her. Well, I'm, I'm 100% sure that it was all men. Some creep. Who lives somewhere just receiving a little jar. Not all men yeah, well, are buying this woman's farts his wife's in a jar. like, you have a package. Uh, in, in the, yes, that's for me. It's just a few uh, tools. And he, go, <laughs> he goes into his creepy little garden shed. 
Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was uh, that's I canceled fun. my subscription. <laughs> if your you, heart can't you take it, you've broken mine, baby. <laughs> you have to find someone new, Bobby. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's such a it's such an easy time to be an inventor. Why? The seventeen. Nothing's been invented yet. Oh, then, yeah, 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 There's yeah. There's nothing left. You could be like, the biscuit. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, you're a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, now, it, how, it's so hard to invent anything well, now. because everything's there. What you have to find of? a gap in the market. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. going to build a quantum computer. I don't know how to do that. No. But I if someone said, do you want to invent a six-wheeled car? I'd be yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Who was it that drew the helicopter? There were sketches of a helicopter. I don't know. I think it was Da Vinci. Okay. He'd, they found... Uh, artwork of him drawing a helicopter mm. and that everyone was impressed because you know in the 1400s he drew a helicopter yeah. and i'm like i could draw a fucking helicopter Mate, when i was five i draw flying cars it doesn't yeah. fucking mean anything yeah exactly <laughs> if i draw a helicopter i want in 500 years people go like wow this guy was the smartest man ever well they won't be surprised yeah because i am the smartest <laughs> man ever they'd be right <laughs> And I'd be like, oh my god, his friend of a flying car. Well, he was the second smartest man ever. They were in competition for flying automobiles. The thing is, the funny thing about Joseph Mervin is loads of people would have gone there respecting him. Being like, this guy's done so much. And then <laughs> he just sort of like comes out on roller bits. Because he's such a maverick. Everyone goes, I don't know what mood he's going to be in. He's either brilliant or the worst ever, you know? And he just comes out on rollerblades and, and with a violin, his manager probably just went, oh, fuck. Not <laughs> he's, in, again. he's in this mood. He's like, <laughs> I, that's, it's probably one of the funniest things you could witness ever. Especially if you don't know what rollerblades are. <laughs> we are, we know what rollerblades are and we find them funny. These people had never encountered rollerblades and now there's a man on them playing a violin, smashing into a mirror, almost killing himself. That's great. Yeah, that's brilliant. And this is amongst the time when there's like public beheadings, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like these people are like, they enjoy, a crowd enjoys pain. Oh yeah, yeah, you don't, don't piss people off back then. The only thing going to make it better is he's being chased by a bear on a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not like that's horrible to put a bear on a tricycle because you're torturing the bear. But <laughs> if you're, they did it back then, so it's like, can we just merge these two behaviors, please? It would have been worth it. I'm sorry, it's just like I'm going to do this new thing, play the violin, and there's going to be a bear on a tricycle. <laughs> He's like sort of Kanye West of his time, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, just a lot of ideas, some of them great. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to your music, baby. You're good at helping disabled people. No, no. <laughs> able-bodied people should be able to become disabled, too, by using my rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> well, also in uh, 1760, Bobby, was, uh, I, I'm not religious, um, but this feels like an act of God. Uh, a lightning strike causes a major fire at Portsmouth Royal Dockyard in England at a time when our navy was basically being used to crush um, other countries and colonize the world. A lightning bolt strikes one of the ships and burns and most of the And at the time, Portsmouth, that was the biggest yeah, dock yeah, yeah. in the country. Yeah, Portsmouth, Southampton, you know. It's that, to me, I think if I was in charge, I would go. And they're religious back then. You know, religion was still, you know, rampant. And you go, ah, I think I would have come into work next year. Maybe we're not on the right team. <laughs> Maybe God wants us to calm down with our Navy. Yeah, I think like if, if a lightning bolt struck this podcast, I'd take it as a sign that we should stop. 
Because <laughs> someone somewhere isn't happy with us. Also, just think about this. Portsmouth, mm. at the time, it was one of the like most important cities in the country. Yeah, Portsmouth, Bristol. Have you been there lately? Yeah, I've gigged there. It has not aged well. No. We need to make the docks important again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Portsmouth is struggling. Wait, wait, what, who do you want to go to war with? They don't have to be an island-faring nation. Okay. Guernsey. Guernsey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't Guernsey ours? No, it's, it's tax haven. Is that Guernsey? Yeah, it's a tax haven. It's a place you go when you have your money and you realize that you spend it better than go- the government. Yeah, because everyone's got like a Porsche there, but they have a speed limit of like 20. So it's just like rich people driving around slowly. I think that's true. If it's not, it's like whatever. I'm just going to check out their population, see how hard it would be. Brad, you're not talking into the microphone. Okay, I am now. Population of Guernsey is 63,385. They do not stand a fucking chance. Yeah. People of Guernsey, watch your backs. I went to Alderney once. You ever been to Alderney? No. It's an island off the coast of uh, this island. (laughs) Okay. Wherever the fuck we are. Yeah. Here's the thing about Alderney. Mm. It was occupied by the Nazis mm. during the war. Yeah, yeah. So this is a British island. British people live there, occupied by Nazis during the war. You gotta think, there must have been all the, like, there's a lot of neo-Nazis. Yeah. Well, they weren't neo-Nazis. There's just Nazis in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, what, what was the fascist party again? Who was the leader of that? Oswald Mosley. Do you think they were like, oh man, I wish we were an Alderney. <laughs> they get to be ruled by Nazis, yeah, yeah, and we have yeah, to be yeah. ruled by democracy. Yeah, this by, sucks. By Winston Churchill's a cuck. <laughs> yeah, sure, Winston Churchill's doing some awful things, but I want more awful things happening in the government. I'm Mosley. Yeah, do a little life raft out there. How did Mosley die? I don't know. He was in prison for a bit, which he should have been, and he was married to um, the Mitford lady. They had an affair. She was married to the Guinness heir. And they had an affair, and then she got married to him. Their son is the head of the F1, or the ex-head. Do you know Sir Max Mosley? He was the one who got done having the Nazi orgy. What? Yeah. So the F1 guy, he was either the head, he was big in F1, he's called Sir Max Mosley or something. He is Oswald Mosley's grandson or son, I can't remember, I think his grandson. But he got done um, having, by, by one of the tabloids, he got loads of prostitutes and he dressed up as a Nazi and they all had sex, allegedly. I would say he didn't dress up as a Nazi. Mm. He just wore his clothes and <laughs> fucked prostitutes. They were his pajamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dressed up as a Nazi is implying he's not a Nazi. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's so, the family's still alive and kicking. Um <laughs> Many a throwback. When he died, his family said they received many messages of condolences, but no abusive words. All that was a very long time ago. Mm, there was no Twitter back then. Yeah, yeah, because if there was Twitter, people would have remembered. Yeah, 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 yeah. What were they called? The Black Shirts? Was his group called The Black Shirts? Yeah, that was the, the name of them. And they did like, but they do like dumb marches. I remember they think they did a um, march where um, they like walk down the streets in London and they end up getting fucking, they all end up running away because loads of like Jewish people turn up and threw rocks at them and stuff and they're like, oh, this hurts. Good. Let me be racist in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be peacefully racist. Yeah. Stop hurting me. Um. Oh, he had Parkinson disease. Oh, that's a painful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good disease for a fascist, I think. Yeah, well. 
I don't know. Everyone's got their own opinions, Bobby, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. But yeah, so he was married into the Mitford family, which is an intriguing family. I'm obsessed. You know about Unity Mitford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unity Mitford is a story that I think no one knows about. And it's so... I don't know how there hasn't been a film yet. Unity Mitford was a young British girl mm-hmm. who got obsessed with Hitler, flew <laughs> flew to Germany, lived in Berlin yeah. in the 30s. Yeah. Trying to meet Hitler, managed to meet Hitler, but he wouldn't fuck her. So she just fucked all his high-ranking Nazi friends. Then, when World War II started, she felt so conflicted about the war, she shot herself in the face, survived. Hitler paid to have her flown back to the UK, like, the day before World War II started. And then she lived ten more years. And there were rumors that she was pregnant with Hitler's baby, but I don't think that's true. No, no. And it, they were such a big family, a famous family at the time. So it's kind of like J.K. Rowling's daughter moving to North Korea because she, she fucking wants to have sex with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> like, like, it's not just like, because we think, oh, yeah, Hitler. It's like, no, no, no. It's a crazy thing to do. But imagine if I moved, if I moved to any country right now, I like... And said, I'm going to move there and meet the leader of that country, regardless of time period or economic status. That's really fucking hard to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is. (laughs) Like, it's impressive she managed to befriend Hitler. Well, they were a high-powered family. It's not like, you know, someone from... It's not like Joey Essex. (laughs) (laughs) It's a proper, like, you know, English aristocratic family. Um, But... uh, the the whole family was was very interesting because like one was a communist, one was far right, one was proper far right. <laughs> so far right, she wanted to have sex with Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's as probably as far as you can get. But they wrote some good books, and uh... actually, I think the farthest you can get mm. is if you're like, I'm not going to fuck Hitler, that liberal cuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you go further than that. Not wanting to fuck Hitler because he's a liberal cuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Do you know what you're drinking right now? Fanta. Do you know who invented Fanta? No. Red. The viewers have all figured it out now. What? That's a drink invented by Nazis. Was it? And that's what you're drinking on the podcast. What, Fanta's invented by Nazis? Is it really? While you sit here and defend Nazism. Wait, so I didn't know that. Is that actually true? Yeah. So during so World it wasn't War... all bad. They, all they, no one ever talks about that. The media conveniently brushes over that point. During World War II, mm. the Coca-Cola factories were in Germany, but because of the restrictions, obviously Coca-Cola could not import mm-hmm. their products into Germany. I love it wasn't even a moral thing. It was no. just logistical. It was a We business. can no longer get our drink to the front line. <laughs> so the Coca-Cola factories in Germany just had to work with what they had. Mm. And because of the war, they were low on some products, and they came up with Fanta. Okay. Was it, because this is no sugar Fanta, was that? It was obviously sugar Fanta. Does that they didn't get me start off? with no sugar Fanta. <laughs> so I'm drinking no sugar Fanta. Yeah, but so you're that drinking was... a drink inspired by a drink that made the Nazis happy. Okay. <laughs> that came out of my fridge. So what does that mean? It means that you're the pusher. Yes. <laughs> you hoard Nazi inventions and push them on people. Yes. Okay. It was an invention by Coca-Cola, which... If you probably averaged all the diabetes deaths from Coca-Cola over the last hundred years, they might rival the Nazis. 
I would say there's a good chance they're yeah, in the millions. But the people who died at a better time, I think. <laughs> the people who died from Coca-Cola, yeah, you yes, mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, they did. But diabetes is in a good time. You're down a foot. No, but it's better than the alternative. Yes. <laughs> if someone's a diabetes or concentration camp, I'd obviously go diabetes. Yeah, at least you have to get some Ben and Jerry's and sofa time in <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on your sluggish walk to death. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much figured out now that type, I think it's, what's the diabetes where you don't need insulin? Type 2, Jody's saying. Type 1 is where you inject. Type 2 is where, they pretty much figured out it can all be sorted with diet. Yeah, really. So you can cure yourself. You can apparently you can cure yourself by just not eating like a little piggy. Yeah, but we can't do it. No, I mean people in my family have diabetes. I almost guarantee I'm pre like at this point I'm either diabetic. Really? Yeah. I mean, what so what signs you got? The amount of sugar I have. Mm. I'm tired all the time. You're not overweight though. Overweight? Overweight. You're not overweight. Oh, that isn't overweight. No. You're not overweight. Oh, you are overweight. But you don't have to be overweight to have diabetes. Well, maybe that's usually one of the... I got worried because I've been pissing loads in the night, and I realized it's because I drink like seven cups of water before bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't do it last night, and I didn't need the loo all night. I was like, I think I might have diabetes because I was like peeing like three times a night. But actually, for some reason, from the hours of like eight to ten, I get really thirsty, so I drink like pints of water. Then I go to bed and I'm like, oh, God, another piss. <laughs> 1760, though, was a bad year for boats. Okay. Not a good year to be a boat. This is also quite uh, close to home for me. Um, HMS Royal Catherine run aground off Bolthead, South Devon, which is a place called Hope Cove, uh, near where I... Uh, spent my teenage years, and also where my sister lives now. It, it ran aground, and... Um, 699 people lost their lives. What I like about that mm. is you started telling me a fact mm -hmm. about a boat running aground. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the fact, you started telling me part of your autobiography. Mm -hmm. And then you went back to the fact and told me 700 people were dead. <laughs> So you were so into yourself that you said a boat ran aground. Anyways, it was near where I grew up, and I had a my childhood was mixed, but generally I have some nice memories of it. Oh yeah, and seven hundred people died. Yeah, it's like pig. Yeah, I went to New York when I was young and bought sweets, and also coincidentally, three thousand people died across the road. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not not good. But um, when I look at stuff like this, I don't like going on boats now. You're you know, not a boatman. Not a boatman. You look around and you go, fuck. Would you want to own a boat? Yeah, but like a white one that's like white toilet color with a disgusting name. I've got to say, like I really hope yacht. they don't put you in charge of boat marketing. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I, I see you have a little cash in your wallet. <laughs> You seem like the kind of guy that wants a toilet white boat. <laughs> they are toilet white. I can see. Yeah, but nobody calls white toilet white. That's not how we describe the color white. Maybe like, I've heard maybe ivory or like, you know, like, mm. a, like toilet just makes you think of a toilet. Yeah, but toilets are clean properly. Sh shiny, sleek white. You know, new toilet white. <laughs> it's, it's got that new toilet smell. Um, no, I'd like... Smell? <laughs> they moved on to smell. Hi, do you want to have your family inside our boat? Well, it looks and smells like a new toilet. 
<laughs> one that hasn't been used before. No, I'd like one of those sort of ones you see when people just cruising around, ruining everyone else's time on the beach. You know? Like a speedboat. Big speedboat. Oh, I want a yacht. Yeah, that'd be good as well. Like, I want a modern boat like that. But you look at the old boats, they're made out of wood, and people just getting on them all the time. I never understood how... Because if you look out at the sea now, um, which I do often, um, and you look out and it just looks so uninviting, who thought, oh, I wonder what's beyond that grey mass of Adventurous death. people, right? Yeah, but I just let's put some wood together and go and see what's beyond. You know? Yeah. I just don't get it. And then you're sat and it always seems to go wrong. There's a hole in the fucking ship and then you all drown. Imagine seeing a shark for the first time. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it'd be quite cool the first time because you would... Not if you're in the water. No. What the fuck is this? The first time they see the shark, they just see the fin and they'd be like, oh, look, a fishy. No. Get in and play with the fishy. (laughs) And then like, oh, no. It's a giant cod. (laughs) The fishy ate my legs. Yeah. No, not good. But no, I just couldn't. I, there were a lot of people, boat life back then seems absolutely horrific. Always rats on the boat. People get diseases. I never understand how rats get on a boat. Because you have like a contained... In the docks. So there'll be food, stuff like that on the boat. Warm place to hide. Rats like to live around sort of shit and water and just rotten food. And so the food would be disgusting as well. And you all end up eating each other. It's inevitable. Thing is, I think rats get a bad rap in the sense that people are like, oh, they like shit and rotten food. You know what? I bet rats like fresh food even more. But we don't give it to them, do we? Well, no one's throwing out sushi, are they? No. <laughs> I'm sure if you took if you took some like you know really high end sushi and gave it to a rat, the rat would appreciate that. It'd be a healthier rat. It maybe even its appearance would clear up a bit because it wouldn't be eating shit and garbage. <laughs> but we feed these rats shit and garbage, and we, then we say they're fucking ugly. They are ugly. They're my least favorite uh, animal on the planet. Remember when we moved into this place and mm. we had rats? Yeah, yeah, very clearly. Yeah, so we moved in, and then what the lady who sold the house to us didn't tell us was there was rats in the house, so... Um, and one of them ran over my foot and we found mountains of rat shit that she had hidden behind the fridge. <laughs> and then, um, the rats started screaming in their walls cause Whoa. I let their mom escape at the front door oh, and they're all disgusting. crying cause they missed mommy. And then we couldn't tell if they're in the walls or in the room cause we had just moved in and we were terrified and it was the middle of COVID lockdown. Then we went to your house. Yep. You went to mine. And then I got a positive COVID test yep. and I thought we were all going to have to isolate together and we yeah. were really sorry, but then I didn't. You kept trying to hug COVID. me as well, which seemed uh, weird. What, after? When you had the positive test, you were like, thank you for letting me stay and hug me. like, get off me. I, that's not true. I, I It's lucky you. Rosie and Harriet were there because my plan was, I was like, should we just lock him in his room? <laughs> you can't lock <laughs> And just slide. What food would slide under door? Like a uh, fajita wrap? <laughs> maybe maybe a slice of ham. Yeah, yeah, just, just one slice of ham an hour. And a fajita, f- f- fajita wrap. And a slice of cheese. Tortilla. You could get yeah. ham and cheese under there. And, yeah, and, and a flat wrap. Maybe a Romano based pizza express pizza and give me something to heat it all up inside the room yeah 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 a little oven (laughs) what did the lady didn't you tell me something funny when the rat ran out there was a lady outside oh yeah when the rat ran out of the house it went over my foot Mm. and i went and then this old lady who i've never seen since who may be a ghost just walked (laughs) by our house and said 
That was a rat. <laughs> I, said, I know, I know that was a rat. I just moved into my home, and it's filled with rats. Can you please die? Wasn't she like a rat breeder, though? Didn't you find, like, a piece of paper that said... Oh, yeah. So there was, beside the fridge, uh, we had, like, an oven, and uh, there was a, a unit of cupboards, and we opened one of the cupboards, and inside... There was a sign that said, leave open for rat wrangling purposes, <laughs> which means this lady was just catching the rats and she lived here with her two kids and one of the kids had a snake. So I really think they were farming the rats to feed the snake. That is disgusting. And didn't she have a cat that she just left with you? <laughs> had, yeah, she had, well, th- she had three cats that lived in the house when we came and looked at the place. Yeah. And the place kind of stunk of cats, but we thought, well, it's because she has three cats. Little did we know the smell was rats oh, is what we were smelling. So disgusting. Um, and uh, Three cats and a snake and a rat infestation is almost impressive. And a dog. And a dog. Yeah, this lady... You'd think you'd be fairly tooled up, you know, against rats. Nope. Not not this woman. So. Well, they all read the sign, didn't they? They went, ah, I can't touch it because it's rat wrangling. (laughs) Yeah. So she had three cats. Mm. And then obviously she came and left. And uh, then our neighbor told us, oh, yeah, but Dawn is still around. I was like, who's Dawn? Turns out this lady had a cat that would just liked being outside and didn't really like being inside. So she just left the cat here a year ago and the cat's still here. She abandoned her cat. Yeah. I tried to get it to come inside. We brought it in and it did not like being inside. No, I don't bet bad things probably happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably <laughs> put it in the rat room and it was attacked by rats for weeks yeah. before fleeing. God. She's probably like the Fred and Ray's West House for animals. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just being tormented. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, um, I don't think you, uh, you would, would you be all right on a ship back in the day? I think I'm too tall. Yeah, and you're just cruising with loads. It's just going to be like 300 men the whole time. Okay, but here's the thing. If you've only ever been on England, a tiny, miserable, gray, cold little island, mm-hmm. and you're on one of the first ships that goes to the Caribbean, if you don't die of one of the many diseases that people were dying of at the time, cholera, dysentery, whatever, malaria, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. It's a tr- you've never been to a tropical place before, and now you're in a tropical. You but most people probably had really pale skin, so that you th- the sunburning. So they'd have terrible sunburn, and then you probably get cholera, and then you'd be lying on the sand or underneath a few sticks as shade, and some idiot would be coming up with uh, cupped hands full of salt water, pouring it in your mouth, and you're just like, this is horrible. Take me back to Wigan. <laughs> no one's ever said those words before. Well, not this century, but I'm maybe maybe in 1760 it was a very common phrase. I feel like the only time anyone's ever said "take me back to Wigan" is just if they wanted to die where they were born. <laughs> where should I go? Take me back to Wigan. <laughs> What's the animal that needs to go back to where it was born to die? I don't fucking know. Do I look like a biologist? No, you look like a man with a 200 IQ. Do I look like a zoologist? I don't know everything. Okay. Yeah, but my IQ is not about facts. It's just about understanding concepts. Yeah, freeiq.com doesn't give a shit about animals. No. No. No, it just cares. We have have bigger things to think about. Sharp minds is what it cares about. (laughs) Okay, uh, we're going to have a quick break from our usual format uh, to announce a new feature of the podcast. 
We want to hear from you more. Uh, we now have a new idea, don't we, Bobby? Yes. Where you can get involved in the pod and, and almost influence the year we do. We had a review uh, yesterday from a lady called Catherine Kane who wrote, I could listen to Bobby Mayer all day long. Great lady. Red Richardson, meh. Brackets. Jokes, of course. Very funny, Catherine. She wrote, such a funny podcast which I've only ever listened to, but I feel I need to watch, even just to see Red addressed as an elf. Mm. If you do the year as 1971, maybe mention it was the year Catherine Kane was born. Because um, of Catherine's joke about me, uh, we are never doing 1971. <laughs> I want to do 1971 for Catherine. She has great taste. I, I, she knew about the extra 10 points. That's what she sensed when I, we speak. I tell the jokes. I don't take them. Um, and I'm a dictator without a country, so I've, I've decided I'm going to use my power... <laughs> to make sure Catherine never gets her wish. But she gave me a good idea. So thank you, Catherine. Um, we are now going to start um, getting people to email us at theyearispodcast at gmail.com. That's theyearispodcast at gmail.com. With a, a year in history that they want us to cover. It could be the year that you first met your wife or, you know, the year you were born. But give us an interesting reason for why we should do that year. Maybe a funny story from your life. Maybe just something that happened that you maybe think is year interesting. Maybe the your grandmother killed your grandfather. Yes, you know, and stuff like that would uh, would definitely make it on to the podcast. So uh, please write in the year is podcast at gmail.com and uh, and we will we will select uh, what we think is the most interesting and go from there. Yeah. And we'll shout you out on the podcast. Yeah. Let us know. Get involved. Yeah. When did you first stub your toe? Could have been 1992. Tell us why. Make it funny, you know? When did your family discover they were losers? 1822? <laughs> as a clan, they discovered we suck? Tell us the story. Yeah, we want to know. Um, also, we've got a big announcement from Bobby. I am going on tour in March. It's a stand-up comedy tour. Yeah. Uh, I have an opening act. Yeah. Very special opening act. Well, it's it's out of a lot convenience because he lives nearby. <laughs> okay. And it's Red Richardson. It's me, the convenient opener. So if you want to come see me and Red on tour. Yeah, it's called the 392 IQ Tour. Yes. 390. <laughs> There's a, uh, it's called Cockroach, which is the name of my new hour. Yeah. Red show. Red's, but Red's do, we're going to be doing like a half hour set every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I do an hour. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. you get to see both of us. Yeah. And there's an interval after me, so you can always leave. Um, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So if you want tickets, uh, go to bobbymare.net and buy a ticket. By the time this comes out, I think there'll be twenty eight dates on sale. Yeah. So yeah, please come. Right, Bobby. Let's crack on with the episode. Okay. What's next? So also in seventeen sixty, uh, George the second, King George the second, died. And when I looked into George, um, it was very funny because he had a interesting way of finding his wife. He was born um, to two parents who were adulterers. Okay. And they had a loveless marriage and hated each other. So his mum and dad cheated all the time and despised each other. Oh, I thought you meant they were both cheaters and together. Like he was, he, so he was born in a wedlock, but just with people who... Yeah, who just slept with other people. Okay. Um, which, you know, uh, brave of her for back then because Kings, you know, did a lot of choppy choppy. But... Um, yeah, so his dad was like, um, I I don't want you to have the same thing as me, so I'm not going to do an arranged marriage. I want you to pick. But she has to be kind of noble. So there, yes. was always, there was always a caveat for that. And what he did, he did a sort of a undercover millionaire style thing. <laughs> <laughs> Went about it like that. 
um, he, he, he basically uh, changed his name and went to different courts uh, undercover, pretending not to be uh, the future king in order to find someone who loved him for him. And he, uh, he called himself Monsieur Dubush. Okay. <laughs> as a uh, undercover name, which I think sounds like an undercover name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meet my friend, Monsieur Dubush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would your undercover name be? Uh, you're really putting me on the spot here. I don't know. Uh, one time, I gave someone a fake name, and I said, my name's Bobby Mayer, but I spell it M-A-Y-E-R. <laughs> I'm not good at thinking of fake names on this. Um, no, and no. They, they, and then they were like, can I find you on Facebook? I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and then they found me, and they were like, oh, you spelled your name wrong. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a Facebook thing. Sometimes, you know, you don't want people to find you, so you spell your name wrong on Facebook. Because he gave them the My name's Red Rich Ardson. Yes. <laughs> With two A's. Yes. <laughs> They'll never find me. Yeah, no, I think I'd call myself Tony Nissoir. <laughs> like, it's a good salad, the Nissoir. Good salad. Tuna and egg. And I like Tony's that. a good, solid name. Sounds like you could fix something, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a good name, Tony. Tony Nissoir, no one would know a thing. Go, Ooh, he's a bit handy and a bit cultured. So that's very, <laughs> very good. But I just thought, imagine being one of the women who turned down Monsieur Dubrunch. <laughs> Dubush, sorry. <laughs> Monsieur Dubrunch. <laughs> Can you imagine how gutted you'd be when you found out? I just thought you were a fucking loser. <laughs> he said he was in a band or something, you know what I mean? I think he lived with his mom, and it turns out he's actually the uh, undercover king. Um, But, uh, yeah, there'd be a lot of people kicking themselves after that. Here's it, the thing. Yeah. I think the women knew who they were talking to. I think... We don't think Monsieur de Bush I think. I think <laughs> someone... Because you wouldn't, it would be really hard to have a place where no one at a court mm. had met the prince, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously they knew who he was, and he shows up, and he's like, "I'm Monsieur de Bush," and they're like, "You are Monsieur de Bush, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah where yeah. are you from? He's like, "Well, I'm from a different place." Yeah, You're like, "Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, Mister Bush." <laughs> It's also funny because most people pretend to be richer than they are, but rich people do this thing where they're like, I'm just going to like live with the people, you know? Yeah, I, I poor people want to not live with the people anymore. That's yeah, what yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. just want yeah. to be away from the people. Yeah. So you think some woman who eventually married, you think she might have known all along and was like, oh, you're just such a lowly but sexy man, you know? I don't care about money or trinkets oh i what do i care about well i'd love to be queen but what i love even more is to find true love yeah 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 yeah. with a man who just also wanted true love <laughs> that would be good and deep down she knows he's he's royal and she's getting all the money yeah of course i bet he was the most there's no way he was fun and interesting. <laughs> no. And most royals are ugly, I found out. Yeah. Do you not think that? Most, uh, they're always ugly. It's a tiny ugly. gene pool. Yes, tiny gene pool. God gave them the crown, but not a face. Yes. <laughs> so you can have power, but you will be ugly. I think Harry's actually the best looking of the current group. Well, because he looks like you. No, but... not because he looks like me, just because like he's the only one who has just aged like a normal person. William looks like he's been through a nuclear war. <laughs> like, if you look at pictures of him when he was 20, he's like, oh, a normal-looking kid. So I know his hair's gone. He's just gaunt. 
He just looks he looks like someone cast a spell. He cursed him. He looks like someone whose uncle has just been accused of being a pedophile and his younger brother, who was his closest ally, has just trashed him on on uh, global television is what he looks like to me. I think he's hotter than Harry because I think he looks strong and capable. Harry in America looks terrible because he's always got red, red cheeks. And he's sort of bald. He just looks sweaty. He looks like a kid at a sports day. He's sort of come forth, but really gave it his all. He's living in L.A. Yeah, he is. And it's not good for his skin, as you can see. I he, think... he always looks deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, uh, his life is sun cream and in interviews. When it comes to like the royal family, I'm like often on Meghan Markle's side. Mm-hmm. But, like, it doesn't mean I have to like Meghan no, Markle. Like, you know, it's like, no, no. I, yeah, like, I like her more mm. than I like the royal family. Mm-hmm. But at this point, she's worth, like, $100 million after being in the show Suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, she didn't really earn her money. No, and uh, just that whole Oprah interview when she cut to her feeding the rescue chickens. And she's like, <laughs> I just like to rescue things. And you're like, oh, who wrote that line? You may as well have stared down the camera going, hmm. Yes. It was all very boring, that. Also, like, I, I hate when rich people try to, like, relate to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was this interview with her where she said, you know, I don't buy anything online without a coupon. Yeah. Well, then now you're the worst kind of rich person because you're just a cheap rich yeah, cunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Use your money. So we want that. You know, yeah. we want your cash. Make it look fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's... you're supposed to be our dream, not knowing that even if I have a hundred million, I'm still going to be clipping coupons. <laughs> She's there with a the Pizza Express voucher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry, it's two for one Tuesdays. Let's go. Oh, I'm a bit tired. It's cheaper tonight. Yeah. We have millions. We're royalty. Andrew might be there. It's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the whole like I remember they said uh what's it their kids I can't remember their kid's name. But they were like his first word was hydrate. And you're like, was it fuck? Hydrate. Hydrate. May maybe it was because his dad's so red in the face all the time. Megan's forcing water down his fucking mouth because he's gonna I think his die. first word was just high. <laughs> It was probably hydro, and yeah, then they're like, hydrate? Yeah, yeah. No, his first word was Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> Trans women are women is, uh, is what their first word was. <laughs> no, it's bollocks. The first word was probably mum or dad, you know. Well, uncle, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reality TV show, though. King goes undercover, tries to find a princess. I think it's called The Bachelor, isn't it? Mm. There's a show called Fuck Boy Island out at the moment that I want to watch. Uh, <laughs> it's about loads of, loads of uh, horrible men on an island, and a woman has to pick the least bad one, I think it is. I think that's just life for women. Yeah, I think it is. That's it? not even a show. Fuck that's just planet. life for women. Who's the least bad? Yeah. That is, I am not the best man no. my wife could find. I am the least bad man yeah. my wife could find. It's funny for women because they grow up with these, like like Rosie was obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. She was like, I'm going to marry him when I'm older. And not, then, you're too old now. You're too old now. And also look how it ended up. Because <laughs> she used to have a poster of him on her wall and like kiss it before she went to sleep every night we're like that's my future husband and then uh it'd be funny to go back and just show a poster of me like surrounded in 
beer cans <laughs> with my gut hanging out and go, that's who you're actually going to marry. <laughs> what? My mummy, help! <laughs> no! It's this fat turtle saying he's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to tell people I'm the smartest man alive. <laughs> well, she's 15 out. So my wife uh, doesn't fully respect me. To, she underestimated she you. She really did. She knew I was smart. She knew I was that smart. Tied with the lady from China. We could get on the pod. I think me and her would vibe, but you might be a bit too smart for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just talk over your heads. <laughs> the smartest lady in the world from China. I'd talk over her head. Imagine if we died in a plane crash. What a loss that would be to the world. They'd be like, fuck me. Two of the smartest people to have ever lived just died. Like, if a lightning bolt stuck, struck this and we died. God. Poor humanity. Okay, now let's talk about the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. Because, again, we chose this year because of the Industrial Revolution before we realized it didn't start. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it, it started, but there was no, like, you know, firing gun, and then they're like, it has begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And commence. Yes, commence. <laughs> Someone in the field was just picking a carrot out and went, I've had enough of this. Steam trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in, like, 1820. Okay, well. <laughs> 60 years later. Mm. I want to talk about the Industrial Revolution from the sense that, like, all these people lived in the country, and then they all lived in the city. Mm -hmm. What do you think is better, a field or a factory? A field, for me. But there's a difference back then, because they were completely reliant on the field. So, like, you know, bad winter, you're fucked. Yeah. So... With the Industrial Revolution, the factory guaranteed them wages, but then it starts this horrific work cycle where everyone is part of this sort of movement and conglomerate but people always talk about like oh the industrial revolution it, it, they use child labor i feel like in the fields they were probably using child labor before yeah it's it, not like all the kids were always going to school no no and mommy and daddy were just working the field it yeah, was like, yeah you're old enough to walk you're old enough to dig get out there kiddo didn't leave them with the au pair yeah <laughs> mommy has to go pick carrots yeah, no, I, the funny thing now is, like, rich people now, and you hear a lot of, like, boning. Kiddo, and... stop playing on the graves of your 12 siblings. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and come help mommy turn this forest into a farmland. Yeah, yeah. No, either way is tough. I think the the dredge of those factories would have been fucking just horrible. What's crazy is, in the mid-18th century, only 15% of the UK population was in cities and then by by the year 1900 85 percent which means over 150 years like everyone moved to the city yeah and cities would have expanded and stuff just yeah. constantly building and building yeah but it's it's funny with because the, there's now sort of rich bohemian people have this dream of like you meet them and like i just kind of like want to live off the land you know, it's like rich people pretending they want to live like. Yeah, but they always have ho hobby farms. Not, yeah. they're, it's not they're living off the. They're not living off the land in the sense of like, well, yet a bad winter. You're gonna have to choose which one of you doesn't eat. No, no, yeah, and you, you know, they host a party where probably everyone does cocaine and they listen to music off their iPhones, and then they're like, "This lettuce leaf was actually from our garden." That's one thing about globalization. Mm. What drugs can you actually make in the UK? So if they, st you know, we. You know, they talk about the benefits of globalization. Yeah. We've done a lot of drugs in our life. Some good times, some bad times. I've never done them, but yeah, go on. That is Magic problem. mushrooms you can grow in this country. 
So you knew mushrooms. You could drink. Drink, yeah. I guess marijuana. I don't think you grow it here. No, you can, you you can, can grow it now, anywhere, but not but you easily. Can grow, yeah, I don't think it was indigenous to the the. You so know. it wouldn't be here then. Um, opium was imported. Um, yeah, no, I just. Yeah, it's kind of like so they would just have mushrooms. Yeah, and booze. booze. And meth, because you can make that with, like, drain cleaner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but we didn't can't... have drain cleaner then. Yeah. I think the drains are very unclean. Stinky drains, no meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there wouldn't be too much of an option. So, yeah, I listened to a podcast by Melvin Bragg, a fellow historian. Okay. He, he, um, he talked about the Industrial Revolution and said it was the first time in history that um, you could see change over a period of time. So before, up until the Industrial Revolution, there was no difference really between 50 years. Like if you're a time traveler from 12 AD to 14 AD, you'd go, take me to 200 years in the future. And you'd get there and you'd be like, oh, great. This is exactly the fucking same. People are still wiping their asses with this. That's so depressing. Yeah. (laughs) Take, I wonder what amazing things they're going to be doing. And you go there, and this was the first time when no one could see into 20 years because stuff just started to move. You know, it's obviously bad for the planet, but for humans, life got easier. Inventions like the spinning jenny and stuff like that. Um, Things that would take, it was 500 times more productive than using a human being. And so then population increased. People could start to have more money because it was like a wage system. And people had more kids, which I find strange. Because so maybe just more kids survived. More kids survived, and it, there sort of became a thing where people actually started to have their own money because you were working for wages and stuff like that, as opposed to the feudal system. But I do feel it's like now, I think we're living in a period of huge change very quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like, like eighties and nineties, was there a huge difference in to what we've had? In since, yes, really. Computers, phones. But the the genesis of computers was in the 80s. It was still there. It was like, this is going to be this. Yeah, but it wasn't. You weren't connected. There was no internet in the 80s. Yeah. Early 90s, the internet was there, but you weren't as connected to everyone else. No, but if I had told you in 2006 and shown you a video of the, the Pool Brothers, Logan and Jake, and said, they're going to be the most famous people in the world, you'd be like, fuck off. Exactly. We're saying the same thing. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that we've moved on really quickly. Is that what yes. you're, yeah, cool, cool. We're on the same track. But it's massive. Like I remember, what, 15 years ago, you would not have predicted anything that was going to happen now. Like I wouldn't think I'd be addicted to a phone. No. You know? If someone said, uh, yeah, yeah, just like a rotary phone, someday mm. your kids are going to spend hours looking at a phone. And yeah. then you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with my kid if he's just looking at a phone all the time? Yeah. Like- if someone said to me, you know, in 10 years you're going to spend eight and a half hours a day on your phone, I'd be like... That's a lot of snake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't wouldn't have a clue what was to come. It's funny because when I grew up, my kids, uh, my parents would be like, watch, don't watch TV, go outside, you know, play. And now you have a kid, it would probably be like, get off your phone and watch television. <laughs> I haven't even talked about that yet. Mm. We, we had a kid. Yep, you have. There's a couple hard days now. Mm. We're both getting enough sleep. It's an amazing child. Our kid barely ever cries. It's really I find it easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I might ditch this podcast and start a new podcast about how parenting's easier Whoa. than people say it is. And I say that only to enrage any parents listening because I know I'm only in the first month. And once the you kid in the first month. starts moving and walking and talking, my life will get horribly hard. It's almost like your kid was born, saw your dog and was like, 
they've got enough on their plate. I'm yeah. going to be really good. Yeah. Because he's the problem. He is a problem, <laughs> but he's not barking right now. He's not barking right now. Thank God for that. But no, your kid is very well behaved and very cute. She's a cute kid. Podcast baby. Yep. What does that mean? Uh, she was conceived on the podcast. <laughs> on a podcast, on not a this podcast. podcast. <laughs> on the fuck podcast, where couples come on and fuck while they're interviewed. <laughs> Welcome to the fuck podcast. Today, we're just talking to Bobby and Harriet while they have sex. <laughs> the interview ends when one of them comes. Oh, God. Jesus <laughs> Christ, please. Well, people can sell farts for 30 grand a week. I'm sure you'd make money off that. Uh, it's not a terrible idea, It's actually. not a terrible idea. Interviewing people while they have sex is a pretty good idea. Can I it carry on this podcast? Up. It would blow up so quickly. <laughs> yes, it Like, would. we literally have just stumbled upon a goldmine idea. <laughs> if you interview people while they have sex, but then if you wanted to interview someone who's really interesting but doesn't have a partner, you would have to interview them while they masturbate. Yeah. And I'll be in the corner trying to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hitler killed himself in his bunker. <laughs> Turns out we don't know that much about the Industrial Revolution. No, it's fucking boring anyway, isn't it? Who cares about a sewing machine? Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, here's another fact for you. In 1760, Swiss mathematician Daniel Bernou presents a paper at the French Academy of Sciences in Paris in which a mathematical model was used for the first time to study the population dynamics of infectious disease okay so this guy was like the first epidemiologist yeah yeah to study the population and disease using math how do you use math to study a disease listen i'm not gonna explain i'm not gonna explain so it you to you two people have it and they meet six people well yes yeah. that's what he did i knew it i just i'm yeah, I but was, you only know it because i of was him. thinking of someone who's tuned in they're probably going how do they do that what we got to remember bob is not everyone is geniuses so i was pretending to be them and then thinking out loud and, and just explaining it cool if you could <laughs> pretend to be smarter <laughs> rather than pretending to be as stupid as you were pretending to be Maybe you could pretend to be a level of intelligence that would make sense on a history podcast. Yes, comedy history. Not really history. If people are tuning in for history, they have killed themselves by now. Oh, God. The funny thing is, there's not much funny stuff in history, but we, we do try. We dig. <laughs> we dig. We are digging. A lot of digging. Yeah, this guy was the first. Without him, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have those COVID statistics that we see every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those exciting numbers. I blocked them. Fuck it. I'm just pretending it's not happening anymore. Is <laughs> that so what you're doing? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you you and everyone who worked for Boris. <laughs> well, yeah. I say worked because I'm assuming by the time this comes out, he will have resigned. He will not have resigned. He'll be hanging on to that fucking ship. <laughs> this, this rat will not go into the water. He's no the matter. captain on the mast. Just going, I will go down. We're all going down together. <laughs> Basically, he's the Hitler for anti-vaxxers, is that? Or your COVID denies. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man who started it all. Well, good for him, because there's been a lot of diseases. Where was he in the plague? Well, he wasn't alive. No. It was 1760. The... I know, because it was a year of innovation. Had he been alive in the plague, he might have sorted a few things out. I, mean, I don't know if the numbers in the, in the Black Plague were that difficult. Well, <laughs> half of my family is dead. Yeah. Half <laughs> of my family is alive. <laughs> half of the whole population is dead. Mm. That means the Black Plague kills half of the people. Yeah. The end. Quick maths. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All of my kids are gone. Oh my god. I have no kids. Bobby. Five kids minus five kids equals zero kids. <laughs> Bobby, stop it. <laughs> my wife threw herself out of a building after our kids died. Five kids plus one wife equals six family members. Minus one dead wife minus five dead kids equals zero family members. Actually, now that we talk about it, I don't think this guy's that impressive. No, he's probably not. Just added <laughs> shit up. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can count. Yes. Well done. Congratulations. As we was, you know, saying, it's like back then it was so easy to invent stuff. Yeah, this guy invented like mathematical modeling in infectious disease, but I could have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people have syphilis? Well, that lady doesn't have a nose anymore. One. <laughs> Well, that guy's dick looked like it's going to fall off. Two. <laughs> Two people have syphilis. I don't know why he's naked in front of me while I'm doing this mathematical modeling. Okay, now we are reaching the end of the show, and uh, we're never quite sure how to end. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done a few episodes. We always feel like we just stop and then it's over. So we're going to try an, a closing segment, and depending on how this goes... We might keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And if it falls flat, you'll never hear about it again. Yeah. If next week it just stops as usual, you'll know. Yeah. Okay. So, so Red, do you yeah. want to introduce the segment? The new segment is called Dick of the Year, where we uh, look at the person that year who was uh, who did the dickiest things, basically. Uh, and this year I have gone for a man called James Fordyce. Who is James Fordyce? He is a Reverend James Fordyce, who is a religious preacher. Um, Interesting. Mm, also seems like a, a bit of a misogynist, actually. An incel, we'd call him now. Um, assuming he never had sex. He, uh, he wrote a book called Sermons to Young Women. And the book was a, was a handbook given out to women. It was, did so well in its first year, they had to reprint it six times. So it was very popular back then. Were women buying this book? I don't. Were... I think it was bad Secret Santa gifts, you know, or dads buying it for their daughters and Ugh. wives. Yeah. So um, this is what he said. He said he instructs women to be dutiful, submissive, and modest in dress and behavior. Meekness, cultivated on Christian principles, is the proper consummation and highest finishing of female excellence. So he wanted women to be meek and uh, and dutiful and submissive. Uh, and also be modest as well. He's asking a lot. He just had a dream of a woman smiling and laughing at everything he said. Yes, yes. Without him having to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's all it is. It's just a guy who really wants people to find him interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't have anything to actually garner their interest with. No. So he's like, well, instead of me working on my personality, what if culturally we just made it so you had to <laughs> act like I'm interesting? What if we just ingrained in you? Yeah. A sense of submissiveness, so you found me interesting, rather than me just trying to be interesting. Yeah, that would be yeah. good, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's just a lazy loser. Yeah, basically. And I wonder, because he made so much money off his book, if he got really rich and then got loads of ladies and then was like, they're just so boring. They just listen, you know what I mean? Did it, did it come around? Did he have a change of heart? He didn't, because I looked into it. Uh, he remained that. But he also had a niece, who was also an author, and she, uh, <laughs> you'd think, would uh, maybe rebel. She didn't. She loved everything he said, and she carried on his legacy by writing a book called How to Be Rid of a Wife. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean? That, that sounds to me 
Like mm. he's getting rid of a wife. You're getting rid of your wife. Yeah, because she's not dismi- uh, She's not um, submissive enough. <laughs> she's talking too much. And what was that back in the day? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So uh, James Fordyce, you suck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, James Fordyce? If your ancestors are watching, you're the dick of 1760. And how does that feel? Probably not very good. Yeah. But you must submit to us. That was another episode of the Year Is Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you haven't already, please leave us a review because it helps us. Um, Don't leave a review like Catherine did. Where she was, uh, she gave us five stars, though, didn't she? She did. Give us a review like Catherine, and make sure you point out that you like me more. I'm fine with that. Or you could say you like me more, or you just say you like the podcast. Doesn't have to be a competition. Um, But thanks very much. I'm fine with that, also. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Um, See you next week, or listen to us next week. Whatever you do. That was another episode of the year is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks for Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of the year is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.